friends, this is Pastor Melanie, and I wanted to share the audio version of my Ordinary Re Reflections, Letters on Seeking the Sacred in Every Corner of Life. So consider this letter, this audible letter, my way of putting the kettle on to boil and pulling out a chair for you as we connect over a cup of tea or coffee. So would you join me? Fill up your favorite mug and we'll settle in for a good conversation. My desire is to keep the lines of communication open between you and me. I love to hear what comes to mind as you read my letters or listen to them. I love to discover what's going on in your lives as you follow Jesus in the midst of work and school, sickness and grief, taxiing kids all over town and getting dinner on the table. In this particular letter, I'm especially eager to hear your responses. It's been one year since I invited you to join me in a year of small but transformational practices, all with the desire to hear from God and do what God says. Last October, I wrote these words. I believe discovering what Jesus is asking of us as a church is a corporate task, learning to discern and do the will of God. The Spirit interacts with every one of us in countless ways, including nature, gut instincts, songs, conversations with friends, prayer, and scripture. As we practice paying attention to the Spirit, I trust we will be given unity and clarity about our purpose in the community and our function as a church. To help in this ongoing process, we will use spiritual disciplines, tools for turning our hearts to hear from God. And so we embarked on this journey through the liturgical calendar. Each week, we explored a different spiritual discipline as we immersed ourselves in the six streams of Christian tradition. These disciplines provided us with practical tools for learning to listen to God. And you guys, you've really jumped on board. My heart overflows with joy to look over your lives and observe how our Sunday practices of singing and praying and reading and talking are actually affecting how we're living our everyday lives. I have heard so many beautiful examples as you've been seeking to hear from God. Taking prayer walks, deleting apps from your phones, reading the daily Lectio, praying breath prayers, confessing sins, taking spiritual retreats, taking meals to families who need encouragement, finding God in nature. Keep up this worthwhile work. As part of my own spiritual rhythms, I've been practicing the discipline of unplugging. Each Tuesday is my day of rest. So Monday evening at 8 p.m., I turn off my phone completely and do not turn it back on until Wednesday morning. Crazy, I know. <laughs> and holy smoke, sometimes it feels like the hardest thing. Not be available? What if someone needs me? What if someone thinks I'm ignoring them? What if the work piles up in my absence? And yet, unplugging has brought freedom and transformation. On one hand, it's teaching me humility as I honor my limitations and recognize the world can survive without me just fine for a day. I have to trust God to care for everything while I'm away. On the other hand, it's a way of saying, I know the world is a battered place, 
But I believe if we all allowed people and all of creation to rest as God rested and as God commanded, we would find healing. Maybe some of you will join me in this weekly rhythm of unplugging. Maybe even just for an hour a day. I've been putting my phone on airplane mode at 7 p.m. each night so I can practice slowing down and unplugging at the end of the day. Even this small practice is bearing the fruit of peace in my life. This year has been formational for me, and I would love to hear how God has been forming you. I invite you to write me back or call or email or text or meet me in person. I'd love to know how, you're, how you would answer these questions. How have you been hearing from God this year? What has Jesus been inviting you to do? Has the Holy Spirit been giving you clarity on the next right thing for us as a church? I am looking forward to entering into another year of seeking to be healed and made whole by Jesus and to join Jesus in bringing his healing and wholeness into the world. We will begin again with the season of Advent on December 1st, entering the contemplative practice of prayer, being poised and prayerful like Mary was, expectant for God to break through. During each of the six seasons of the church year, we'll explore spiritual practices which will help us learn to live like Jesus did. During Advent, we'll follow the contemplative stream. In Christmastide, the incarnational stream. In Epiphany, the evangelical stream. In Lent, the holiness stream. In Eastertide, the spirit-empowered, charismatic stream. And in Pentecost, an ordinary time, the social justice, compassionate stream. So here's to another year of seeking to live like Jesus together. This past year has been a significant one for our church, especially in terms of finances. Last January, we made the courageous decision to sell the parsonage to move in the direction of freedom from financial burden. This sale allowed us to pay off a large loan from the Southern Michigan Conference for our HVAC system to purchase a new lawnmower. Special thanks to our volunteer mowing crew for mowing every week. It helped us to come current in unpaid pastoral salaries and back reimbursements. Kevin and myself were so grateful. And to begin exciting improvements on our church building. In September, 14 new picture windows were installed in our sanctuary and fellowship hall by Strong Tower, our friend Kyle Loomis's new window and siding business. Special thanks to Nancy for washing them and Kevin for helping me paint the frames. These windows are energy efficient and beautiful, an invitation to delight in God's creation. Now, the board is in the process of deciding on an electrical quote to complete the interior lighting job while we replace broken fixtures and also provide incredibly energy efficient lighting, keeping electrical bills and maintenance costs really low. All of these physical repairs can seem like the farthest thing from the spiritual, am I right? But while we are gathering as God's people in this place, we want to provide us as a sincere welcome to all who come. Taking care of practical needs like warming or cooling the rooms, brewing good coffee, having all of the lights on, 
and keeping the lawn mode are all ways we extend the hospitality of God to our neighbors. It's our way of saying, we are so glad you're here. We were hoping you'd come. There was once a rich leader who knew his scriptures and asked Jesus how he could get in on the benefits of eternal life. Jesus told him, there is still one thing lacking. Sell all that you own and distribute the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. We want to be a church eager to give generously to those in need and to those doing kingdom building work in our community and around the world. For a long, long time, Monroe Free Methodist had been not only unable to maintain its property, but also unable to give to those in need. With the sale of the parsonage, we made the missional decision to offer 10% of the proceeds back to God. My prayer is that this offering moves us in the direction of freedom, freedom from fear and scarcity, and freedom to follow Jesus in bringing healing to others through spiritual and financial support. After the feedback and voting at our September 29th potluck, I am thrilled, like over the moon, happy dancing excited, with how we've corporately allocated our 10% offering. To local church ministries, we set aside $1,800 for the Monroe Mission trip to Togo in 2020, and started a benevolence fund of $5,000 to allocate care for individual needs. To Monroe area organizations, $3,200 to Anti-Human Trafficking Coalition, $1,700 to Heartbeat of Monroe, $800 to Oaks of Righteousness, $300 to God Works Family Soup Kitchen, and $300 to Paula's House. To Southern Michigan Conference Ministries and Church Plants, $1,100 to the Geron Collective in Dearborn, led by Pastor Megan Weber. $1,600 to Somerset Beach Campground. $500 to the Detroit Dinner Church, led by Mark and Mary Kreiderman. And $500 to Evergreen Church in Ann Arbor, led by Derek Human. To Global Missions, $1,400 to the Togo Africa Church Planting Fund. $500 to the Rosado family going to Greece, $400 to the Free Methodist Cuisine Director, $400 to the Lorenz family going to Costa Rica, and $1,200 to International Child Care Ministries in Togo, which has already purchased 350 French Bibles for Togolese children. I trust you will join me in celebrating these partnerships. As 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, God loves a cheerful giver. My prayerful hope has been for the Holy Spirit to cultivate the fruit of generosity in each of us as we join God more fully in building his kingdom in the form of soup kitchens and camping and diapers and missions and Bibles. I can't help but think about Malachi 3.10, which challenges us to bring the full tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house, and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overflowing blessing. Okay, God, we've brought the full tithe. We're praying for your Holy Spirit to revive us and to pour out a greater blessing than we could ask for or imagine. Amen. So that's me. Now it's your turn. What about you? Let's pour another cup of tea so that you can share your life with me. 
How has Jesus been changing you? What is God inviting you to do? How has the Holy Spirit given you insight into our next right steps? I can't wait to hear from you, so write to me or call or stop by sometime. Grace and peace to you in the journey, my friends.